All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? Getting a little started too early there with that. DJ Nubis. And DJ Neko. Here with you on the Middletown Radio, episode 147, the best of 2021. And you know what? I am really, really happy. He made me a nice folder of all of his best of albums, and I had been kind of the last couple of months going through it myself. Uh, he is so much better at listening to music at a better pace than, than I am. And I had, during my time off before I switched back to my my current job I had been doing a lot of errands and I had been working around the house so I had my little uh, list and I was so thankful that he did it for me um, and then he to prepare for this episode I asked him I said you know can you at least give me your list of songs that you picked off of each album and I'll make sure if I don't finish because I didn't get to finish listening through through all of the albums I got pretty far I said, just give me the list and let me kind of, because some of them I knew I liked and some of them were bands that I knew I liked but I hadn't listened to the whole album yet. So it was nice to really just sit down and kind of dig into some music. And I, I was doing that this week as I was working. I kind of had my headphones in and I would like kind of write notes down. That's what, I, that's what this is. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the only side to that is like the first track we got is actually a band I added this past week because it was a oh, little... Oh, but I didn't hear it? No, nope, but I, I got a feeling you're really going to love okay. it. Okay. Uh, so I don't think there's any... I'll, I'll get your input after we're done with this block, but yeah, so uh, not a super whole lot of rock stuff. I mean, there is a block uh, where it kind of crosses over a little bit into like the softer side of things, which we'll get to later, but for the most part, it's all pretty much metal, straightforward, uh, some familiar faces, obviously, um, with us, and some newcomers as well. Uh, normally, I forget what we've done in the past in terms of, like, discussions. I don't think we ever really talk about random stuff. It's kind of like we just kind of go through we the We kind of go through it. We talk about the bands. We talk about, like, um, 
you know where they're from. Where they're, yeah. yeah. So I know you've got all of their uh, demographic and bio, biographic and X Y Z information pulled up that you can kind of let everybody know. Um, this, it, you know, like we just listened to King Diamond and you know. Yeah. So actually, King Diamond obviously that wasn't new, and the, the final track we have is new, but they're all born to Christmas spirit. Mm -hmm. So we're around that time of the year, so that's why I kind of. Open and we'll close with like a Christmas track. Although the closing track is a brand new track, so uh, I'll be playing that at the end. But uh, in the meantime, uh, I did choose between each block segment of new music that we're going to provide for you for the bands that we liked a lot. Uh, I went throughout the web and just found different websites and articles that have their own best of list. And so I'm going to keep it at the top 10 in those lists. There's some that are like 20 to 50 sob albums, but we're just going to concentrate on the 10, really. There's only one where I'm going to point to a couple that are like 14 and 16 because they actually match what we have in our list. So either way, it's a lot of fun. We're going to dig into some of the other places that have picked their top 10 list. Sometimes it's better or worse. Like I try to focus on articles that are a little more open-minded and not always filled with the usual suspects that we see all the time doesn't always come that way because like you know mastodon came close to being on my best of this year it did make it on a lot of people's best of list so i have no problem with but it was a little bit too long for me but uh overall i think that the list that i found are pretty wide open because there's stuff that i still haven't heard <laughs> so it's kind of cool it just I, means that there's even more right. new music out there that we haven't even had a chance to like chill to right and that's just that's just how it goes like i get so much shit that I get through what I can, and that's about it. Um, in our first block, we are going to have some Malignant Altar, Intestinal Hex, and Blood Beating. Malignant Altar was the band that is... I a, hadn't heard yet. Right. It's a death metal band from Houston, Texas. Uh, it's a five-piece. They actually have been around only since 2018 or 19. Uh, so they're, they have a debut now this year with uh, Rounds of Exquisite Morbidity. Morbidity. Ceremonial Decapitator is the song that we're going to play, and that's actually the name of the demo they put in 2019, so that's kind of cool. I didn't know that when I initially had chosen that song. Uh, Intestinal Hex, again, this is one of these, and Neko and I always get kind of happy about this, it's a one-man project uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. out of uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and... Uh, I love that when they... It's like, also like a debut. Uno. Uno's yeah, like exactly. that. Exactly. He, he can just... He, he gets in creative... Spaces and Which he's in our I best know, I know. Uh, and uh, I believe what's this gentleman's name is uh, Daniel Bonifiglio. And That's a great uh, name, actually. And the album's called The Exalted Chambers of Abhorrence. And uh, yeah, it's really, really fucking good. I didn't even realize it was just one dude doing this. So that's what's cool about all this kind of stuff. And then finally, from um, Berlin, Germany, is uh, Bloodbeat. And, you know, I'm not. You know what? They do sound German. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not, like... I've never been crazy about the name itself. Um, but, you know, I don't know how they came up with it, but... Uh, and they do have a 2016 release, which was their debut back then. But the one this year is Process of Extinction, and I loved it. Like, that that's one of those things that, like, you hear the name, and you're like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to like this, and then it turns out being a fucking You're great like, record. fuck yeah! Right. So the track I chose for that was Beyond the Skeletons, and, uh... We'll get on our way right now, and this is Malignant Altar from uh, Texas, Ceremonial Decapitator. It felt good. 
one was the one I didn't get to listen right, to. Right, so what was your thoughts? Uh, it was good. It was good death metal. Like, it, I mean, you know how I'm easy to please when it comes to death metal. Just keep it deathy. Well, yeah, the thing that caught me off with them was that it, they, for a, a U.S. band, they caught that old school death mm-hmm. metal feel. And, like, the, me, the, the moment I heard that record, I was like, I gotta get this. And I got it on cassette, so that's coming soon. But uh, definitely made my best of list. Like, I just, I really, really love when bands can capture that old old school death metal feel and that's how i felt about intestinal hex too i was like sounds like good death metal like i, I was telling anubis like because he didn't i was telling him like how i made my notes and stuff and he's like kind of started peeking at him he's like no don't don't i want to hear your thoughts so yeah so give us your thoughts on intestinal hex and blood beat so literally intestinal hex i was like Good death metal. Like I liked it. I thought it was it was concise. I enjoyed it. I have no complaints. I one hundred percent was like this. This is for me. This is something I enjoy. I would pop it on while I'm driving or getting ready. Now, to does it change your feeling a bit? Now finding out it was one dude that did it. Yes. <laughs> More impressive, I guess. Yes. Like I, I like again when you are that talented that you're able to pull together creativity it's insane what about blood beat so do do you want to hear my uh yeah so i said nice intro then really like this a lot and then every song on the playlist playlist keeps getting better (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i said you know it's funny because the name itself doesn't really stick out as much i mean it's seems a little generic. I mean, I'm not trying to diss the band in any way, but once you hear the tracks, it's like a whole different world. Like, it's like, oh, okay, this shit's really fucking good and worth your time. So, uh, again, people who have not heard this band, uh, Blood Beef from Germany, uh, definitely check them out. They're very, very good. Now, the uh, first article I want to get to in terms of, like, other best of lists is from RollingStone.com. And this is their 2021? Yeah, this is their 2021 best top ten list. And I'll just start from ten. It's a band I am familiar with. Uh, I can't remember if I've actually listened to this record or not. I might have. Uh, Panopticon. uh, It's called Again Into the Light. They're a mixture of black metal and folk. Uh, Very cool band. Mm -hmm. It's a one-man project, I do believe. Uh, the guy that works on this and uh, over the years I've liked and disliked certain albums from him but uh, you know obviously uh, Rolling Stone really dug this one and put it in their top ten list Uh, nine was King Woman Celestial Blues now I listened to this record it didn't do anything for me at all but I've seen this album on a many best of lists of 2021 so it's a bit of a, a gothic rockish type album. Um, some I don't know I don't know what the the big deal is about it so much, but I guess just people really really dig it uh, across the U.S. and the world. So if it's showing up on the best list, I guess it has something to it, you know. Uh, nine skepticism companion. Yes, I do like funeral doom metal. Uh, I did hear this record. I don't know if it would ever fit into my top ten or whatever list. Yeah, and I'm not a Doom person. Right. Uh, 
it's it's very rare that Doom in general makes my best of list just because it's it's more of an atmosphere thing and more of just like me kicking back. Uh, I know that last year Evoken did get in there, but they're like a whole different animal to me. Uh, but yeah, Skepticism is not a bad choice at all uh, for that. Uh, number seven is Portal with the Vow. Um, I don't think I like Portal, do I? I don't either, and I've tried and I've tried and Crash loves this band, like, a lot. <laughs> uh, he really liked these albums, so I don't know if he really feels like they're in the top ten for him this year, but definitely uh, he's a big fan of theirs. He did meet the singer back MBF one year. Uh, nice guy. I met him. He was cool. Uh, number six is a band that I've never really understood the infatuation with, and that's Tribulation. And their album, Where the Gloom Becomes Sound, made number six on uh, Rolling Stone's uh, article. And it's like, that's cool in some ways, but then at the same time, like, what am I missing with this band? <laughs> Why is it I can't get into them like some other people do? Uh, now, five was interesting because I've seen this album show up on different lists as well. And I know Neko last week or the week before was digging it, and it was Converge, Blood Moon One, which they collaborated with Chelsea Wolf with. Mm -hmm. So this one is showing up on a lot of best of lists as well. Number four, Carcass, Torn Arteries. I did enjoy the record a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's Carcass's finest moment. Um, I know it's hard to recapture sometimes the old, old days with stuff, but. Uh, Again, this is one I've seen on a few lists. I, sometimes I just wonder if people just take it because it's a brand name. Uh, I try to avoid lists that do that because like, I feel like they're not digging deep enough into the, the underground to find some other records. So, But you know, I'm not going to fault them for putting Carcass in there. Mm -hmm. uh, three, Gojira, Fortitude. I uh, like the last record from Gojira. It wasn't anything that I was crazy about. Uh, not since uh, the La Salvage uh, record. I love yeah, Savage. Yeah, that record was amazing. Uh -huh. And it's really hard for them to follow that up with me right now. They do have songs here and there at the last couple of records I do dig a lot. Um, I just didn't really find that uh, it stood out enough for me to really classify as a best of for me. Number two, as I said earlier in the show, uh, this was a record that came really close. It was just a tad too long. That's Mastodon's Hushed and Grim. Uh, it's a really solid record. Uh, a lot of good songs on it, but like I said, there's probably three or four songs too long, and if they would have been cut down, they would have made my best of it. You think it was just overkill? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's been a little while since they put out another re last record, so it's like they had the material, so they threw it on there. But sometimes when you do that, it kind of waters down all the good stuff mm -hmm. you put in there. And then number one, you know, it's... You and I were listening to it, and it's like, it's okay. It's Iron Maiden's Sinjutsu album, and... Uh, I like that they put something out, you know? <laughs> right. It, it was really cool, because we talked about it back then, that it took them a couple of years. They had this under wraps, and nobody could get to it, which was smart on their part to, to leak anything. And uh, it had some good tracks in it, but it wasn't... It didn't really kick the gears, I guess. Mm -hmm. It was more melodic in a lot of ways. Uh, but in Rolling Stones list, they have it as number one. So kudos to them if they want that to be their record of the year, basically. Anywho, we are going to get back into ours. 
And the next three uh, bands we'll be focusing on is The Ruins of Beverest, which Neko knows is one of my favorite bands ever. Mm -hmm. And earlier in the year, they uh, released uh, The Thule Grimoires. Uh, I can't remember what month that came out, but it, it was been a while. That was one of the earlier ones in 2021. And their blend of atmospheric black doom metal. Uh, very cool live. Again, you have to kind of depends on where you see them. We saw them twice at MDF. One time outside where it didn't really work. And then the last time we saw them was indoors at uh, Ramsed. And it worked out just fine. I yeah, guess. it's kind of crazy. I'll give you my thoughts after everyone listens to this, but I'm not a huge Ruins of Everest fan. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, uh, they got one of my favorite bands for a long time. Um, Fallow Seaman is probably my favorite record of all time for them. That's back in 2009. But they've had some solid releases since then, obviously. Now, Neko knows I have a few of those on vinyl, too. I'd mm -hmm. actually paid. What was it, 70 bucks to get the foul semen on vinyl? Mm -hmm. But I got it! I did! I got it! Uh, the next band on the list is, I'm really surprised with this because I, I probably knew it a few years ago but forgot because I've been into this band since their debut in 2014, Gods of Nibiru. And that's Akahenaton. And I was really pleased when Mecca was like, was like, oh yeah, I really like this band. I said I can't pronounce it. <laughs> and believe it or not, they are from Manitou Springs, Colorado. Oh. So a Colorado band being able to pull off this Middle Eastern influenced uh, black and death metal is very cool. Like the way they present it and the arrangements and everything. So uh, I've loved everything they've put out since 2014. Like they are just that good. And uh, wow. the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, which came out this year, is no different. So we have that in there as well. And then finally, from Fort Worth, Texas, where I was born, another Texas band, uh, Asianax. And, of course, my discovery of them really came through uh, Colby Rogers, the drummer, who also played with um, a friend of mine on Facebook and another one of his, ba one of his bands, uh, Persecution Complex. And uh, when he, he's also in another band that I've listened to this year as well. But uh, this one, as far as like Brutal Death Now, stood out a lot to me because uh, it just caught me off guard. Like, it's one of those things like Brutal Death Now can kind of pass or go with me, depending on what it is. Uh, over the years, I've kind of weaned off of it a little bit more than I used to because I know when we were friends with um, the guy from Dethroned and all that. Uh, you know, it, it, it just uh -huh. kind of, huh? I'm saying, uh-huh. Yeah. I'm responding. Yeah, so like, it's just after a while, I've like, kind of weaned off of some of the brutal death and gotten more with the technical or progressive death metal bands in the past or straightforward death metal like <laughs> Morbid Angel or whatever. But this this group here, uh, definitely with their new record, Extreme Antinalist Design. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but uh, it's fucking amazing. Check them out. Uh, we're going to play some right now for you. This is the Ruins of Beverest kicking it all off. Anchoress and Furs.
waren die Trompeten zu hören und mitten in der Finsternis entstand ein weißer Schein, entsetzlich kalt. Ich dachte, jetzt zerbricht die Erde in Himmel und Hölle und dazwischen Nebel, undurchdringlicher Nebel.
Thrash Metal Band Poker Face from Russia and you are listening to Metal Tavern Radio. We're back. We're back and black. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Neko, give us your breakdown of the last three bands. So, the ruins of Beverage. Awesome. You know how many times I'm like. <sighs> you, you know you're so funny with that though because. However. Yeah, uh oh. Uh oh. My biggest issue with the ruins of Beverage is. is it just goes on and on and on and on, and half the time it sounds like 12 songs. This <laughs> one started off really strong. Like, I actually was interested, usually when I hear a ruined song, I know it's a ruined song, and it, but this one had a lot of character. Mm -hmm. And I listened to the whole damn song, and I, I know it was still like eight minutes long, but I, I actually enjoyed this song. It's not my favorite of everything. Trust me, I'm not saying I'm a Ruins fan now. I think now. what I'll do is, I'll, at the end of this show, I'm going to ask you which band stood up the most to you, which would be kind of cool. So okay. okay. But go on, you were describing. Yeah, I was just saying, like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, like, Akahenaton, well, <laughs> yeah. Akahenaton, I listened to that album twice, like... I do you remember when I sent you like I'm driving in my she car. She texts me like this is how I know when things like like there's there's moments when I know it's called the Neko moment. <laughs> and uh, like, I'll shit. be I'll be just doing whatever at home and then like all of a sudden these texts come in and she's like this fucking band's amazing. God damn it. Or holy shit, it right. just keeps getting better. And then like you know I played her like few months ago the rivers of nihil because i was like blown away by the record and i said well you need to check this out because i think we're gonna like it we already liked the band because we had seen them already and i started playing it she's like immediately usually she'll put, put this on my thing yeah usually she'll just read her phone and like okay that's great but she was like she stops and she's listening and listening she's like plenty more <laughs> and that that's that that's when you know that neck was very interested in what's going on with the band and uh, that's what's cool. Like I like those moments when she does that because sometimes it's a surprise. Sometimes and I knew that with ruins. She might like parts of what they do, but then other parts she's like. I think it just gets a little bit too much. But that's that's sort of what ruins does because they have that doom aspect where they draw out long songs, and so I can see why some people who are turned up by the long stuff. But it wasn't horrible. But it's also like well, if I thing, was if I was because this is DJ Anubis's you know, picks. I don't think that would have made my pick, but I'm not saying it was bad, if that makes any sense. Kind of like you were saying about the, um... Well, it should be noted that you're not going to have a best of list because you don't have the kind of time I do mm. to check out things, but it, what's cool is nine times out of ten I'll have stuff on my list that she really will mm -hmm. like, and some things she's really appreciative about because... Like, academically. Right. She would never have known about it otherwise. So... That's where she can be like, because like the Rivers of Nile, like she said earlier, she immediately told me to put the whole fucking thing album on her, on her uh, iPod or phone, and I'm like, okay. My little, my little thing. The USB. 
It's so tiny too. I don't know if any of you guys have seen these because our cars have USB ports, and I'm sure all of them do by now. But if I plug, I have a couple of USB ports, and if you plug it into the one that's next to the radio, it will, you know, upload the songs, and you can play and control it from the touch screen. So that's like pretty nifty, and like it has he has a folder on there that is like best of and I just go into folders and I was listening the, the one the best part about Aka Hansen because I can remember this is how you know a song hits me I know where I was and what I was doing when I heard the song and it takes me back to driving down the street I was actually driving to the post office in Fort Howard to drop off something and I'm listening and I'm doing a couple of errands but I'm driving you know how like because this, this part, this post office is our secret post office because nobody goes there. And it's a little bit out of the way, but it's still not that far. But it's nobody. And it's the nicest people. But you have to go down this one, it's like one way highway one way and one way highway like coming toward you. And then it just dead ends because it's a peninsula. But it's really quiet and peaceful back there. And I'm listening to Akahenaton, and it's a beautiful day. The sun is out. I'm looking at the water. I pull in. I, I do my, my errands at the post office. I remember having a conversation with the lady at the post office who we were talking, because I'm actually going through Invisalign and braces, and she was she had braces, and we were talking about That's how I know something, because it brings back an exact memory. Mama, yeah. Alright, so speaking of Akahenaton, how do you feel about the record overall, which we know you already like, but... Oh, 10 out of 10? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ask DNX. I wrote, badass death metal, love the intro, intro, really easy to listen to and get into the entire album, because I also listen to that entire album as well. Sometimes you don't have to get fancy like Akahenaton, because if you get fancy, you have to do it right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to half-ass it. You don't want to just, like, throw some shit in there and see if it sticks. Astiana. Astiana. Astianax. Yeah. <laughs> Astianax. Um, That's a tricky name. It is. They're all hard to say. Um, they know what they're doing. They have a goal. It's very, like, it's good. I like it. This would go into a, if I was saying Neko's... Best picks of the year. Same thing with Akahenaton. Um, I would also agree with Bloodbeat, what we were talking about before. Maybe not Intestinal Hex, mm-hmm. because I feel like Bloodbeat was better okay. than Inhe- Intestinal Hex. But there's some other things that you had on this list that I was like, eh, it's not, my, not, not even like near. But that's why I like these, because with her being here and doing this because sometimes I do it by myself but with her here I get some feedback on things that she doesn't enjoy now unfortunately she doesn't have the extra time to do her own list which would have been really cool but at least with this I give an idea it was very hard this year with my former job and uh, taking care of my mom for like the first like the end of 2020 and I definitely f- have to do better of getting these out to you sooner. I think I didn't get these initially out to you till like it was August like, or September. It was September because I had left my previous job and I was taking uh, my sabbatical before I started back at my uh, 
job I have now, which was my old job, the sailing job, and um, I had about a month and a half of free time, basically, and that's when I can't sit still, so I start tearing apart the house. Just trust <laughs> me, it's, it's insane. But he had given it to me then. I'm like, I've got some time, I'll listen to it while I'm working around the house, I'll, I'll, and maybe like as you add them add them to my thing or yeah, like, well, like, this is good too where you give me well, the cool thing I'm, is, I'm very good with um, an assignment like if you give oh, yeah. me an this is an assignment and you did pretty well because you actually wrote out some stuff I which I didn't think you were going to do but uh, like once we're done with this list this year I'm just going to ask you which ones you want to keep and I'm deleting the rest because you won't really listen to mm -hmm. them but I'll throw those into your big pot and then start, start 2022. Okay. Right, yep. That's how we'll do it, and uh, we'll keep you updated as that goes along. Bitching. All right, well, let's get into the next article that I have. It's from Stereogum.com. Now, who is Stereogum? I've never heard of that. Me either. Uh, I have no clue. So, are we to say that their authority is better than our authority? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, these are just people with their own opinions. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we're just going to see like what they've got going on, which already we see with number 10 is skepticism with companions. So that's the second article we've had where that one shows up in their top 10. Uh, again, I'm a big skepticism fan. I just, I'm not, when it comes to Doom and stuff like that, it very rarely makes my top uh, best list because Doom of, is hard for me. It like, is. To because, even listen to. <laughs> Well, I, I don't mind listening. I'm different than her in that regard because I do like atmospheric stuff that I can just sit and chill to, but I have to be in the right mood for it. So generally, when I put my best stuff list, it's always stuff that's like right in your face and heavy and kicking or in other cases where it's a little more melodic, like atmospheric black metal or stuff like Rivers of Nihil where they've kind of progressed uh -huh. beyond where they were. So it depends on what it is. Uh, number nine... I actually bought this on cassette, but only because I really like collecting cassettes now. But the record's really good. The band's really good. I just didn't feel like it was the best of. It was Hooded Menace. It's by Tritonius Bell, which came out this year. It is a very solid record. I will give them that. Uh, so good this band. Is, this is kind of like your first runner-up. Yeah. You know, if I had to, this is where it would be, like, you remember how I did the blog? Mm-hmm. These would be like the like the Mastodon, and this would be kind of like the 9 out of 10. So they'd be so close, but not quite far enough. Uh, number 8, I do like this band. I can't remember if I listened to it, so if I had, I probably didn't remember it, and that's probably why it's not on my list. Violet Cold, they do a cross between black metal and post-rock. Uh, uh, sort of like Death Heaven, which we'll hear a little bit later, but... Uh, Pretty good artist. I can't. I think it is a one-man man band. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It's been a while. But uh, Empire of Love showed up at number eight on this list here. Number seven was a band I have not heard. Uh, Mesotherum, and uh, the album is called CLGJO2182. I have no idea. It's a big bunch of numbers. Oh my goodness. Uh, that's atmospheric black metal, which is kind of cool, but uh, I have not heard that record, so maybe that's something I need to look forward to try to check out later on down the road. Number six, another band I have not heard. This is why I like these lists. Because it, it might throw something in, new in your face, right? Right. 
Uh, death metal uh, called Concrete Winds. Nerve Butcherer. Uh, so. Nerve Butcherer? Yeah. Butcherer? Like, butcherer, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like cutting up some sausages? Like. Yeah, Butcherer. Butcherer. Uh, number five. This one I actually had uh, on my palette. Never got around to it, but I have seen it on other lists. It's Ethereal Shroud. I know it's Ethereal. a... Ethereal? Is it Ethereal? Is that how you Ethereal. Know? Ethereal mm -hmm. Shroud. Um, they are a, a, a form of doom metal, so I just never got around to it, but apparently it's a big big hit this year with some uh, articles that so I've read. So you haven't listened to the... Not at all, nope. Well, that's, you know, and that's the other thing, too, is there's so much out there. And, I, and I, as we got into late November and December, I was trying to cram in a lot of that mm -hmm. stuff. That's why when I... I know you have it, he'll say to me, he's like, listen, I've got a full day of music to listen to today. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I while she's home, I'm trying to do things with her. I'm trying to I do my job and... You know, and just other things in general. Like, I don't always feel like sitting down and listening to music. Sometimes I just want to watch some movies or chill or whatever. But as the year goes on, I'm like, okay, well, I have this number of albums to look through. I have to go through them. Like, right now, uh, I feel kind of bad because I'm good friends with one of the guys in Symphony of Heaven. And they have a new record out that came out this month, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it. It could be really good. Or, you know, I just, if it ends up being a best of, it won't be till after I'm done with the show. So, so that's the only, that's the only drawback. There's a lot of bands I still haven't heard, and it's unfair to them. But, you know, I don't have so much time. And then, you know, it's just how it goes. But, you know, we, do, we make do with the best we can. When I'm gone, you're going to need to entertain yourself. And even then, I know I'm not going to want to be able to sit down. Like, I, I, I you, you see me all the time. I have to. I have like 30 to 50 records. I have to listen to at least a song from each one to figure out if I'm interested. That's the biggest part. Because it's not like... If it's a big name band, so like if you have like... Dying Feeders or something. Yes, I'm going to sit there and listen to that record. Because I know the band. I know who they are. Uh, Rivers and Nihil, same thing. Um, but if these other bands that I'm not really that familiar with, I'm like, okay, well... I'll check them out. I'll check out a song. Give it a few minutes. If I'm into it, then I'll go ahead and put it in the list as like something I want to listen to. If not, it goes in a it goes in the bin. Like, well, it just goes in the back burner. Mm -hmm. uh, either real shroud, uh, at the real shroud. You know, this one looks like it might be interesting. I just never got to it, and that's tough. And you know what? You might. Yeah. So it's tough. Just put that on your list. Um, four. Another band I haven't heard so is called Succumb. Um, 21 is the name of the record. And let's see, number three is another one I haven't heard of. Fluis Theras. Ooh. Sounds like black metal to me. It looks like black metal. It is atmospheric black metal, <laughs> judging by the description. Uh, number two is Sadness. I know that's a depressive black metal band. I think I saw that, but never listened to it. I'm not a big fan of the band anyway, but uh, that's certainly up there in their list. And number one, again, another band I haven't heard is uh, Flebian Grandstand. And um, I'm not sure what they list this as. It doesn't really say, but I, I won't. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be, but. Uh, so, yeah, that's their number one. That's But again, it's cool because this is, these are 
artists and bands I haven't heard before or haven't taken the time to listen to, so I like kind of perusing other, other best of lists just to see what they have going on and what they're doing. So um, I know that certain people on the Metal Tavern Forum, uh, whenever I do my best of lists, they tend to like it because I'm not doing just your big names. Like, they, they like that I bring the stuff that I do mm-hmm. that no one's ever heard. I liked it, too. Yeah, so everyone has their own way of going about it. I mean, obviously, Kerrang! or, you know, uh, Pit Magazine, you know, they, they got their own thing where they usually spend time with, like, the Metallicas or Mastodons or whatever, the bigger names, which is fine, but for me, I like articles in our show because we dive deeper into it every year to find bands that no one's really talking about and that's that's what i that's like that's the about. whole idea right we don't we don't want to be like okay this is the hotness this is what's going on actually i'm gonna back up we hope that our friends in uh nomas and pick destroyer and um mikhail we hope all of them are the hotness one day that people are talking all about oh them. wow but I've already heard the new Nomos record for next year. And you're not allowed to tell anybody about it. I know. He's, he's but that's going to be in my best of list. <laughs> Just to give me forewarning, it's going to be in the best of list. But that's what we're hoping. And, you know, Nomos is going to be playing at Maryland Death Fest next year. And we're hoping that that... And waiting two years for this shit. Uh, we're hoping it just, like, puts them over the top, right? Yeah. Yep. They deserve all the fucking recognition they can get. And, you know, what they do... They do well. Like, they're not, again, they're not trying to get, like, crazy with saxophones and, like, having, like, birds on stage. That's not what they're about. They are technical. All of them are very, very great musicians. And they're about bringing the heavy and and just cranking it out. And it's If you like death and grindcore, Mm -hmm. like, in a form of napalm death and old carcass, yeah, you're going to like it a lot. And super, like, the musicianship, these are professionals mm-hmm. these are not like well they're all dedicated i mean that's the thing when you i've seen bands of people we know that mm-hmm. their bands fall apart because i mean life in general people move on and do other things that's just how it is um but when you find a core group of people that are willing to dedicate to that trade and be something out of that like nomas with their new record coming out next year they just got signed to a label so this is their first big step to being the band that goes over to Europe and plays walking or whatever so that's what we're hoping as, as friends and fans of the band we're hoping that they're going to go that next step and be the future of that particular genre and I think they will be and that's what's great about it because they're starting to actually get recognition through articles and webzines and all this other stuff that are writing about them, and that's what you want uh, for bands like that because they deserve that recognition. So, I was telling some friends at work, uh, some of my coworkers, you know, I was describing our podcast, and I I really try to put it out there what we listen to and what we are um, passionate about is working with friends of ours, working with our our labels that we know, um, working with the independents, like Nuno, who sent us things, and they're like, hey, what do you think? And we're like, how can one person do that? That's what I, even if Nuno, whatever he makes me not be, like, my style of music, I sit there and think, he has 
such a range that and he does because he's and he's just so creative to be able yeah. to create all of that for every single song for every project which is different black metal uh death, death metal, metal yeah. Sing, like he has like kind of like a trippy thing too that he well does. that's the avant-garde type thing uh -huh. yeah and it's like we if anything, that. he's very dedicated, and he, even though he gets his own doubts, like most musicians do, and especially solo musicians, because you know they, he often asks himself, "Is it worth it to do it?" And I'm telling him, "Yes, it is," because you're not going to be, you're not going to make a lot of money off this because of the style. The the metal itself isn't the type that's going to sell you millions of records. You can't alternatively create another type of project that would sell but if you're not even feeling it there's no point to it the one thing though that i really like um about people like nuno or who was the guy uh by himself on, on the first group of daniel yeah so when, let's say you have your passion projects but maybe you want to get into producing music or or assisting or doing you know sound design or something you can sh you have the ability to show someone your talent you might you know you can send your portfolio over and say this this song may not be your cup of tea or it may not be your favorite song and this is not a top 40 song to hear but this is my ability to mix to create so it just adds to the portfolio and if you want to get involved with like working in the music industry he, you're already self-taught basically so you can just kind of boom come crashing through the door and say i know that maybe i have never produced a madonna album soon <laughs> the first one that came to my mind but okay Lady Gaga, she's more popular right now. I've never produced a Lady Gaga album. I've never done sound mixing on Lady Gaga, but I have the ability to do it because I have passion projects and I've mixed all of this myself, or I've been able to produce all of this myself for my own. And I'm, you know, I've learned a lot and I have a lot of experience, even though it might be a different genre. Just, you know. Well, our friend Jeff, he's a big metal fan, but he produces a lot of rap stuff and they they seek after him mm -hmm. because he's good at it because they know he knows what he's doing right and and jeff is all in too he, and yeah. he's so oh god we have to get in touch with him i know with covid and with me traveling it's just been really hard and but he is a very talented guitarist he is very talented with uh doing the production and but that's what he does you know sometimes paying the bills you need to have a little bit of maybe you have to sacrifice your passion for a hot second but you're still doing something you love mm -hmm. you're still you know yeah involved in the music if anything industry. it helps you tune into your 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 trade because like he may not be producing metal records but he's still working his trade exactly to a point that he's still learning and, and improving upon it and he's doing well like he's everything he shares on instagram um i'm like good job jeff and i actually do like rap so i you know he's he's not doing that new like crazy right. crap shit he's staying true to like hip-hop no lot of tune here baby yeah he's like all into like the rappers he worked with he works with our like 
90s style rappers and I, I totally am, but to all of you independents out there if your independent is not working if your independent solo stuff is not don't give up on yourself keep at it and then use what you've learned to go be like look at look what I can do that, that's the cool thing that you and I have talked about before because with guys like Daniel and Nuno like 30 years ago with metal and the lack of internet you wouldn't have had this opportunity to use the internet at your disposal because you're at the mercy of whatever promotion you can get from any kind of mm -hmm. magazine or whatever. Well, remember back in the day they used to literally go around to DJs at radio stations and be like bribing them to play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now you can simply get on the web, and I know it seems a bit disheartening at times when there's a lot of it out there, but the reality is you still have a fan base. Um, we're big fans of you guys, obviously, because uh, you're doing that work, and you're very talented at doing what you're doing, so I would, just like Neko said, just keep at it, um, even if you're just doing it for yourself, because sometimes you just need that outlet. So whatever projects or albums you're putting out, People are going to like it because... It brings us joy. Yeah. Uh, so into our next block. Oh, what's, okay, what's the next three? So we have bands here that are really crossing over into different things uh, all over the board. Uh, the first one is Rivers of Nihil, uh progressive tech death band from Pennsylvania. Oh, they're, they're right up the street? Yeah. Oh! And you and I have been fans of them for a very long time now. Funny enough, on uh, Metal Archives, the Monarchy album from 2015 was their highest rated one at 86%. Very surprised that the work is at 63, but at the same time, this is Archives, so you have to kind of worry about the, uh, it is, the elitism yeah. about it all. Um, and there's very few times when a band will progress beyond where it started and actually become better. Uh, in my opinion, my humble opinion, I'm probably sure Neko feels the same way. As good as Rivers was when they started in the first three records, I think they're at their best doing what they're doing now on this record, uh, which is called The Work. Um, you know, they're still kind of got some of the rough vocals in there, but they're not as tech deathy as they were in the first three records. But the growth that they're showing as a band is quite amazing and I went into this record already hearing from one of my friends over in Europe who'd seen them live and wasn't that happy about it so I didn't know what to expect but once I've heard the work I was like this is the best shit they've done period and our second band Death Heaven has been out for a little while oh I know you like this song because you play this song quite a bit and uh, they're from California and now they're always classified as post-black shoegaze. Now, shoegaze is a genre I don't acknowledge, so don't be mad at me, but the post-black or post-rock fits more adequately for them. Uh, their biggest breakout was really from 2013 Sunbather record, and then uh, in 2015, it was actually Neko when we were still kind of listening to Sirius Radio. She... Uh, Say, oh, there's this song that came on by Death Heaven that I really do, and that's from the new Bermuda record from 2015. Uh, this band is kind of like they kind of were a little bit more post-black early on, 
Infinite Granite, which came out this year, is now more post-rock. There's a little more clean singing in there. Uh, they're kind of uh, progressing a little more, being more uh, open to what they're doing. So it's a little bit different feel overall, but I really, really enjoyed this record a lot. And then we have this, this uh, solo artist from Texas, again, a third Texas band. This is the first time I've heard... Cause you, I, no, this is not the first time you heard Kulak. It is not. And, but this, but this is not against Neko because again, I throw so much shit at her on like a, a yearly basis that sometimes she will forget about a band. Well, I know why you think it because I know what you're gonna say, and I probably didn't like it. No, I, you did, and, it, and, that, and I think one of the things was you were kind of impressed they were soloists, but it was probably like this guy puts out a lot of records, almost two records a year. Wow. Uh, so that's part of the problem. Now I. I don't knock it, but I think at the same time, you really don't need to do that as an artist. Like, I don't know why you would, but then again, as a solo artist, if you feel like you just need to get it out there, you put it out there. And, uh, but his newest one, which is, actually, this is off Glass Sanctuary, which he's got another one that's out there that I didn't know about, so go figure. Um, yeah, so Crystal Lens from that record, we're going to go ahead and jump into this with River and I will do it maybe one day. And we will be right back.
everybody, this is Mr. Joshua Gray, your live gameplay DJ, live weekday mornings, every day, but hump day, playing Mortal Kombat or other games occasionally and featuring a number of different artists. So come on by, grab your breakfast, and enjoy some fatalities. Mr. Joshua Gray on YouTube, Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 8th noon to the moon. And you're listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko on Metal Tavern Radio. We are back. We are back. So now, Neko, break it down. The last three bands. <laughs> Starting with Rivers of Nighthill. Oh. Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> beautiful soundscapes. That's literally like, I put OMG amazing, beautiful soundscapes. That was my uh, hot take while I was listening to it. I, I mean... We were listening to it when it when you first got it, and you're like, this is going right on my best of list, and I 100% support the, the decision. It was She's great. She's like, yes. Now, granted, like, I, I know a lot of times I say the song is too long, and for this, though, even though it was a longer song, it was a well-developed longer song. And I think for me, um... When you get, when, when, when you have too many conclusions and changes in a song, it turns into two songs. So if you have a 12 minute long song, Between you really... Between the Buried and Me? Yeah. So if you have a 12 minute long song, you really have two six minute long songs. Or maybe, like... Wow. That was loud. That was loud. It's a 24 call. Yeah, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> um, sorry about that, guys. I, uh... So we're important people. We are very important people. Um, that, but that's what I liked about Rivers and I Hill. It was a well thought out, well conceived album, and the song, like maybe one day, it had a beginning, middle, and end. It didn't have like a beginning. Now, to be fair, that was one of the more softer ballad-esque type songs they had on it. Now, granted, they are. All the songs are kind of melodic in their own way. Like Focus is a very cool song, and that's one. But that's one where you mix up the rough vocals and everything mm -hmm. in it. But this one was definitely. This was actually the first track that I played for that night. And that's one of our favorite tracks off the record. So kind of fitting to kind of throw it in there today. Mm -hmm. So that happened. I really like this entire album as well. I remember listening to it, and I this particular song. Um, is really strong. It's it's a strong song that to represent the album, and I know you like this song a lot because <laughs> because you actually um, I just hear it. I hear you playing it, and I know a lot of times you try to just put things on random, but I don't know if you just like feel like listening to it. I don't know when you actually added this as your best of, but I feel like we listened to this specific song quite a bit this year. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, it's in high rotation. I like that. Good. Heavy rotation. Kulak. Um, so Kulak, I really thought it was trip. Like, it was very psychedelic sounding. It has a really alt-rock stoner feel, mm -hmm. but it's a little bit long. And here I, I know I'm saying it's a little bit long, so is Rivers and I Hill, so is Death Heaven, but hear me out. 
I only say it's long if it feels like the song ends and then they pick it back up in the same song, but it the it's like it concluded, but then they start something else. And that's the only, like for me, the Kulak song was not terrible, but it wasn't as strong as the Death Heaven or Rivers and Nihil song. I, I hear, I mean, how long was the Kulak song? Uh, like eight minutes. So, I remember while we're listening to it, I was like, here is a good conclusion. And then they picked up, and it was very different than how they concluded it. Like, I would have edited, I would have made that two different songs. I understand that it is... Or just cut out some of it, you know. No, I would have literally, because it concluded, like, the song well, ended. Right, but some of the stuff after the banding matched what he was already doing in the song, so... Your argument basically is like he kind of said what he needed to say in the song in terms of how he was playing it, and it should just end it with when he was going out with the soft, the soft sound and just let it die out. But he again picked up with the, the double blast beats mm -hmm. and whatnot. And it started up again. Right, like it ended. We kind of went through that when we saw between the bury me at the concert live, and it's like. And they don't sing either, so... We thought the song was ending, and we kick into more of the song. It's like, okay, we get it. You've done this. We've seen it for the last five minutes. Um, but I told NECA that this is one of the things that I like about Kulak and the artist is that, you know, this is part of what he does, and it's all about atmosphere and everything else, so I get it. Like, it's for me, it's a little more uh, stuff that I like as opposed to what she likes. And that kind of brand of music. It's kind of funny because Anubis wanted me to go through this and try to rank it like my favorite to my least favorite. And I don't like doing it because some of these I've actually listened to the entire album and some of them I haven't. But I'm looking at my notes on upcoming songs and I'm like, I made a comment on a song that's yet to be heard. Probably, probably the weakest song in this list. <laughs> yeah, but you, you made a good point. And then, and then there was another one where I wrote, not my favorite. You know, I understand like, you haven't heard every album. I have, so. But also, I don't want my feelings, like, um, the one I can't pronounce that I love, Akahenaton. Mm -hmm. I've heard that album multiple times. So, why would that not be my number one? Right. You know what I mean? And I'm fine with that, but like you said, you didn't hear every album, so it was a little unfair for me to present that to you for... I was trying to do it because once I post and, this... And on top of that, like, there there's some that are a lot different than the others where I respect what they're doing, but again, I, I just might be like, not my favorite. Or I put, like, good. Well, technically... So, everything going to be, if that's good, is going to be like... Well, no, technically, you could go into this list that I made and keep some out because if they don't even come up on your radar there's no need for you to put them in your well, list. I'll think about it. I have my list here with my comments. But I, I would suggest if you can before next week Wednesday or you know Tuesday or Wednesday to try to listen to some of the other albums in full if you got the time and then make your determination but I know from listening to what you talked about there's at least five in there as you would say yeah they'd probably be in my top ten list and that, that's all the five you have that's great going next week when I go to post this episode I want to be able to say okay I like all these records for me personally and this is how I'd rank them 
there's 18 records there. For Neko, it might be five records, but she might have 10 or 12, and she's, it might, she might not feel anything on the rest of it. It's just a matter of what she wants to do. Uh, I thought it'd be kind of cool just to see what her list would look like. Um, but she's not obligated to do every single record or like every single record. Like I said, she hasn't had the chance over the course of years that we've done this to sit and listen to every record in its entirety all the time. So she can only work with what she has to work with and, and the time allowed, really. But again, I might just not want to... Right. Like, some of it... What was I saying in the last group? Um, like, the room's Beverus, like... If that's not going to show... I wouldn't have even picked it, right. honestly. Right, and that's fine. And and, but that's not really a diss on them. That's just not your style. No. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see We'll see if I if I feel like ranking them or not. Like I like I said, I feel like it's almost like unfair for me. Well, yeah, but you can still just rank the ones you have heard. And if you like those enough, then put them in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my next article of the album's rank, this one actually goes beyond 10, but I'm just going to keep it at the top 10 they have. Uh-oh. From MetalKingdom.net. And lo and behold, third time as a charm, Mastodon Hushton Grimm shows up in their list at number 10. Wow, really? Yep. Cradle of Filth, Existence is Futile. Uh, that's at number 9. Uh, Born of Osiris, Angel or Alien shows up at number 8. Number seven is Amorphous, live at Helensky Ice Hall. I don't usually include live albums on my stuff, but they did. Uh, this is a record at number six that many people have talked about liking. I went back, listened to it. It's a decent record. I'm not throwing shade at it, but... Who is it? Archspire, Bleed I, the Future. I don't think I've heard it. I, I, I think I played it for you. It's the guys that did the playthrough with their parent, their moms watching it. They were watching as they were playing, and they were making comments about it. Oh, I actually liked it. It's a good record. I just didn't find that it's, like, this amazing thing that's the best of. Uh, I probably would give it 8 or 9 or 10, so it's still a very decent record for me. No shade thrown. Uh, Number 5 is Epica Omega. Number 4 is Insomnium Argent Moon. Number three, again, this one shows up on a lot of them, Gorgira of Fortitude. Uh, number two is Halloween, with Halloween self-titled. And number one, this is kind of a shocker here, but Dream Theater, A View from the Top of the World. Uh, better I than their last one. That. It's better than the last one, still not as good as some of their older stuff, so uh, that's why I didn't really include them in my list this year. They're just not really... Um, that bar right now for me. Alright. Alright, so what do we have coming up next? Alright, in our next block, a lot of fun stuff, as usual. Enforced, which I will go on saying right now when I go to rank them, this will be my number one record of the year. Wow. Yep. It's that good. We saw them play live with Exhumed not too long ago, and they were fucking amazing. They were really, really good. Uh... I love it when bands, when they go to play live, they're in tune with each other, their headbang is in sync. Uh, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but we did that, we saw that kind of with the Vulse. Like, it, it's just when a band is really has the chemistry to play live like they do an album, it's, it's very fucking amazing. Uh, this band is actually going to be playing, is it the, uh, is it Walken or Netherlands Death Fest? I don't know, but they're, they're going overseas for something. Was it Bloodstock? 
you maybe it was because I, I was trying to buy tickets and they they were sold out of all the tents and I'm like, well, fuck that, I ain't going there. Right. So I'm very happy for these guys because they are fucking great. I talked to them when we saw the show and got some you know merchandise for them and whatnot. I got a, I got a hoodie and. I got, like, we liked them so much. We bought merchandise and stuff, and I really wanted a hoodie. And they are like, yeah, we only have medium. And I'm like, <laughs> but, but I bought it anyway, and it's not terrible, is it? It's just, no, it's I, like, I like a large, not a medium. Uh, they're from Richmond, Virginia, USA. Oh, Richmond's the best. Uh, they actually have a record from 2019 called At the Walls, which I bought on CD. I have not had a chance to actually sit down with that particular one, but... This year's Kill Grid is like my shit. It's my jam. Shit. It's my jam. Um, now next is also another band I really liked. I forget exactly how I came across them, but 2018 when they released Bestial Manifest Manifestations of Malvolence and Death. Oxygen Destroyer. Oh, after my heart. KG Metal! We were even, because, <clears throat> excuse me, Oxygen Destroyer doesn't really tour. Well, they do a little bit, but not... But not, like, yeah. over on... Because they're over in Seattle. Yeah, so Seattle, we, Washington, yeah. We were trying to figure out, because there was... I forgot who was playing, but Oxygen Destroyer was opening. So we were trying to figure out, like, a way to get to Seattle so we could see right. Oxygen Destroyer. It just never panned out. Like, our the timing wasn't working. And I'm like, well, you know, I've never been to Seattle, so I, I, I'm open. I'm game, but... It just didn't work out with our schedules and stuff, but he loves Oxygen Destroyer. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Lord Kaiju, who mm -hmm. does the vocals and guitar work, a.k.a. Jordan. Uh, they have a new record this year. Uh, <laughs> they love these long titles. Sinister Monstrosity Spawned by the Unfathomable Ignorance of Humankind. And, uh... I dig. Yep. It is a great record, and, uh... They're amazing. They're fun. Uh, again, like, it's all about kaiju, so as being Godzilla fans and big mm -hmm. monster fans, we really like this kind of material. Uh, I'm glad a band actually took it upon themselves to actually focus on that type of uh, lyrical content plot. Uh, very fun. And then we have another band that Nick and I have seen uh, here. Uh, open up for some friends' bands called uh, Wormwitch from Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw them during the Heaven That Dwells Within tour a couple of years ago. Uh, what's was the, what's that the sidebar? Yeah, sidebar. Now, the fun thing about the sidebar is it's very intimate mm -hmm. and it feels like a metal club. Yeah, you're not forcing like 200 people. <laughs> you, they probably have to call the fire department. If right. they did. I mean, we've seen a couple of bands there, including Nomos and uh, who else? Are we seeing plenty? Pl of bands I mean, there. like just some local bands too. But it's it's very narrow. It's very old, and the sidebar is named the sidebar because it's right across the street from the courthouse. So, I mean, it's so intimate. It's smaller than CBGB mm -hmm. probably was. You and know. The, the stage is like maybe six inches. Oh, yeah. 90% of the time, the singer's out in the audience doing his mm -hmm. thing because there's no room on the stage. It's like, But these guys were incredible alive, and uh, it just it was so fun because I remember it's, one again, one of those moments you remember. I'm headbanging, and the guitarist is like headbanging with me. He saw me, and he's like, "Yeah, 
So, I, I mean, I, you know, I love this band a lot. Wolf X came out this year. You never know how it's going to be from album to album with bands, but uh, they, again, did it for me, uh, jerking off on the ceiling, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, we got a little bit of them in here as well. Uh, but let's kick it off with some Enforced. This is Hemorrhage and Great Death Rash coming your way from Richmond, Virginia. Check it out. Yeah. 
everyone, this is Blake from Pig Destroyer, Hate Beak, and Zealot R.I.P. And you are listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko at Metal Tavern Radio. Get into it now. Good block there, Wormwitch, Oxygen Destroyer, Enforced. Enforced, Enforced, Enforced. Now we're going to break down Neko's thoughts on those three bands. So, Anubis has clearly stated Enforced is like his number one stunner. I love Enforced. Um, I, it's hard for me because... Again, I haven't listened to every song on every album, and, you know, for me, I, I hate thinking in my head that I'm ranking them, but I am ranking them anyway, and you know how I felt about Akahanathan. Like, I think that might be my album. Like, if I could, That's fine. I like, think that might be... That's what I want you to do. You have to be honest with how you feel about whatever music or sound. And like I said, 18 albums are here, but... If you only feel like three of them actually would make your best of list, then that's what you list. Like, that's fine with me, because... It's just so crazy, because this entire time, and because I, you know, listen to Akahenaton so much, everything I'm listening to is, like, kind of going up against that. Mm Because that's the kind of mood I'm in a lot, the Akahenaton mood. Enforced is my really good deathy thrash, like, heavy blast beat mood. And it, it is like a high contender with Akahenaton. So, love it. A lot. Got the hoodie to prove it. Went to see him to prove it. So, I, I have nothing but great things to say about this band. Um, I think another point I was making, too, is like, these bands all are so different that I hate comparing them because... Well, this is the first year that I'm actually going to rank them. So, but I don't want people to think that, oh, if you're lower on my list, that means you're not good. That's not what this is about. Every single record that I've put into this podcast are my favorites of the year. And that, that says a lot because you are being set against tons of other records I've heard this year. Tons of records that show up on some of these other lists that I think that you're better than. So even if you're number 18 on my list, it does not mean that you suck at all. In fact, uh, you know, with Neko being uh, a big fan of Akahenaton's record, that's number three on my list. So it doesn't make it bad he's or worse. Already, he's already done it. He's already... Yeah, I've already gone through it. I've already gone through it. And But, like, you won't go wrong with any of these records, in my opinion, at all. Uh, all of them are worthy of your attention. All of them are worthy of your praise. Obviously, opinions differ with different people. So, like, you know, people will look at this list and say, Yeah, I don't think that really was that great. But that's fine because that's your opinion. This is my list. Mm-hmm. And Neko's just kind of sharing it with me. She's doing these shows with me. If she had the kind of time I did and listened to a lot of different records, she might have like a totally different list outside of a couple that are on mine. But she doesn't have that kind of time, so I have to kind of share with her what I'm discovering throughout the year. 
and it's a lot of fun just to see where she stands on these things. So that's good. Like enforce is up there. Yeah, it really is. Why would it not be? Right. Right. It's because you and I are unashamedly death thrash people. Yes. Like, we like different types of metal and rock, but Death Thrash is really kind of like our bread and butter when it comes to what we listen yeah, to. If you, you put something together that's a Death Thrash piece, it's good. Like yeah. to us, if, if you are if you follow the formula, we're gonna think it's good. We're not gonna if you now if you come and you tell me you're death metal and it sounds like a bunch of garbage cans being rumbled around, I'd be like, no. If I were to tell her, yeah, mortician, she's like <laughs> Mortician, let's not even. Yeah, see, I like that band, she does not. But that's okay. That's what it's all about. Alright. So, Oxygen Destroyer. Mm -hmm. While we were listening to Oxygen Destroyer, I actually made a comment to you, and I said, it actually sounds like Godzilla. Right. Like, this is, if you could turn Godzilla into music, this is what it would be. And this is another one where it's, it's like in that little, you know, bubble. It's really good, like, death metal music and i love good death metal music but i love how they've captured yeah they've the got like this blend of like death black thrash that goes on in their music and it's like really cool and i just you know she was bringing it up and i was like yeah you took if you took the vocals out and just took this music and set it as a soundtrack to any godzilla movie it fit perfectly mm -hmm. or any cagey movie really to be honest because it, it has all that chaos that you want within it, and it's just so well put together. So, uh, Warm Witch. Warm Witch was really good, too. Mm -hmm. Like, this was a good block for the, our style of, you know, it's it's our kind of thing. And I remember when Warm Witch came to Baltimore, and you're like, dude, we have to go see them. And Yeah, it's always one of those things where a band will pass through, and I'm like, Neko, we have to fucking go see this band. Whatever we do, we have to go see this band. Um, it's funny because the last concert we went to at Autobar, granted there was bands there I'd seen before. I got stuck doing um, merch selling for No Mosses, which is our good friends. Oh my god, that was that was hysterical. But I, I enjoyed it. Like, I love these guys so much that I, I wish I could go on tour with them and just do that for them because that's something I would do in a heartbeat if I could. Uh, they mean that much to me. and I'm, would, we're you big be their, would you be their driver? Drive the van for I've them? I've done it. I, when, when we, uh, well, it was before you and I got together, John and I, the guitarist, we, uh, went up to Tattoo the Earth Festival up in Pennsylvania and uh, he had his van and everything and we were like going up there and he's like he's like do you mind driving? I'm like no I'll drive. It was like late at night and we drove up there and next day obviously we were uh, watching the festival and everything and all that good stuff and I drove back so I mean you know if I had the financial ability to stay you know compensated for that kind of stuff which they don't have the ability to do but I would do all that shit in a heartbeat. I have no problem. Like, you know, I had friends who were there that night saying, how'd you get stuck doing this? I'm like, you know. I think really, you were pretty happy. Yeah, it doesn't really this. matter. I was enjoying it, you know. And I, I actually saw a lot of things. I think, you know, these guys, when they're performing, they get caught up in the discussions with fans and they're out drinking a little bit after the show. Uh they really don't want to spend a lot of time behind the counter, so to speak. So 
for me to be there, I think it kind of helped out that there's somebody else there to help kind of sell their merchandise. Because mm -hmm. we did sell a lot of shit. They were, like, out of everything. Yeah, I sold out of one particular shirt, which, you know, didn't have my size. But when they get it in, you know, the Roger the Singer promised I'd get one. But, you know, they were more than happy that I was doing this for them. So, good friends of the band, very big fans of the band. Uh, I'm more than help, happy to help them out any way I can. So, despite not kind of seeing some of the bands I've seen before, Pig Destroyer and Misery Index, I did have a TV monitor that I could watch them with. I think I did go up front for No Moss when they were there, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just one of those things that happens, and I was there to do it, and I was fine. You know, I'd do it anytime they'd ask. But, uh, yeah, so let me get into the 10 best metal albums for Sputniknmusic.com. Okay. But first... Well, first... They have, like, a 50, top 50 or 100 down the list, so I'm just going to point out a couple that are in the top 20, because it matches ours. At number 16, Malignant Altar made it into a top 20. At number 14, Oxygen Destroyer made it into a top 20. So now we're going to dive into the top 10. Uh, Bellacore Coherence, I did hear. Um, it's a good, solid record. Not my top 10, obviously. I think this is pretty much with anything in their top 10, really. I've heard some of them, some I haven't. Uh, number 9, Derwig Einer Freight. I'm assuming it's black metal. I have no idea. Sounds like a black metal band. <laughs> uh, number eight, though, is very familiar. Ethereal Shroud. Again, makes I, an appearance. Again. Uh, number seven is Ken Nardi. No idea. Ad Nauseam. I have heard the band. Don't know anything about the record. Number six, it showed up. Number five is Esect Trillium. And I don't know if I pronounced that right or not. Sounds like a black metal band. Uh... No idea on them. Desirium made number four. I did hear that recently. We will play a track in the coming weeks from that record. Um, very solid. Again, not my top of the year, but very solid. Kind of avant-garde, mm -hmm. experimental type uh, thing. Is Death Black. Um, number three is Homeskin. Never heard of them. Uh, the album's called Life's Grip to Laughter. Number two is Others by No One. Never heard of them. So this is why I like these articles where I can say, oh, wow, they got some interesting picks. And then, number one, I have heard of the band Every Time I Die, um, but I didn't hear the record. So but that's what their number one was for this year. All right. Going into our next block. From Olympia, Washington, where our good friend Amok used to live, mm -hmm. is Wolves in the Throne Room. And they play a blend of atmospheric black metal, been around since 2006, very highly regarded. Uh, they have a lot of great records throughout the years. Uh, Black Cascades, one of them for me, Diadem of 12 Stars. Their new one, Primordial Arcana, is actually their highest rated one on Metal Archives, which made my best of list. It's a fucking brilliant record. Which one? Uh, Primordial Arcana. Okay. And uh, again, atmospheric black metal. Um, very good stuff. I, it might sort of turn Neck away because sometimes their songs can get along. I try to keep a lot of their songs on this podcast as low as possible with certain bands because I don't want it to drag on. Um, but I will 
get her feedback after this block goes to see how she felt. Then we have good old Nuno from Portugal. Avant-garde black metal experimental. Uh, dude, I love this guy so much for many different reasons. He's so talented. Very humble. Creative. Yes. Uh, he's always very... Uh, he has no problem like talking to me about music or keep me updated on his projects and like I said whenever he kind of gets down about whether or not he should continue or if he's in the mood I'm like just stick with it dude do what you feel doesn't matter what it is like his latest EP uh, Urban Black Post Black was more of a, a, a more venture outside of that to a little more rockish post black metal or post rock which is cool uh, but he also released Lazarus tonight earlier in the year and uh, much like uh, the blackness within or to whom it serves to triumph and destiny those are like a couple of my favorite records from uh, this particular project of his he also has a death metal project out there uh, he also has other projects he's done with collaborations with other people so he's not he's pretty busy mm -hmm. uh, but yeah I'm really excited again to play some more stuff from I this I love hearing Nuno yeah he's so good uh then we have uh, a record that kind of just caught me by surprise. I've always known about the band Thyfring from Sweden. Uh, Viking Black Metal. Uh, they've been around for quite a while since the early, early to mid-90s. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Venagander, which came out this year, I was like, okay, well, let's check it out. And I really loved it, so I ended up buying it on vinyl. And, uh, dude, this... We are really, like, expanding our vinyl and our cassette. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like... And sometimes it's just having it there, but sometimes it's also just, like, whether or not it sounds really good. Like, there's certain... Like, I've talked to you before about some of these, like, modern rock bands that I've been buying stuff from where I hear it on the digital, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great on vinyl. And it is. It's like, it's amazing. So, uh, Thyfring will have a song in there as well. And then, of course, we'll get the feedback from uh, Neko on what she feels about these. So, kicking off this block is Wolves in the Throne Room with Masters of Rain and Storm.
elbow with the bandy thorn. You're listening to the Hordes of Chaos only on Metal Tavern Radio. Pump it. Neko, what'd you think of that block? It was the longest block ever. <laughs> and that was like a 47 minute block of music. <laughs> Entire concert. Right? Wolves in the throne room. <sighs> what are your thoughts? It's okay. I'm gonna echo something I said earlier. It feels like it's not just one song. It feels like it's multiple songs. I don't think I've ever really been a fan of Wolves in the Throne Room the way that you are. Um, and one of my comments on this was, this is probably the weakest song on this list, honestly. I... Wow. I get burnt out really fast. And if you're going to give me a 10 minute long song, it better be really good. <laughs> well, you've always been more to the, to the straight to the point type songs. But see, I like really creative like orchestrations and stuff. I don't get me wrong. I'm not like, oh, I don't want you to be creative or avant-garde. No, that's not it. When I hear something and it sounds like it should have concluded and it wasn't cohesive, that's when I say. Okay, it's way too long. It was it was good, but it this Wolves of the Throne Room was way too long for my taste. And honestly, this is probably the weakest song on this list. Alright, Salqui. I love I love first of all I love it's called Lazarus, honestly. because, um, you know, if you know anything about the Bible with Lazarus and all, but I, it, again, it's a little bit long for my taste, but it's way more cohesive than the Wolves in the Throne Room song. It sounds like a complete song. It sounds like a good song. I, um, I really love how creative, this is one of Nuno's um, projects, so I love how creative he is. I honestly, I, I thought it was real. I mean, I know you love Southwee, so... I obviously love Salqui, but again, when it gets a little long, it's just a little too long for my taste, but I 100% appreciate that it is a cohesive song. It is, it is more like a symphony, mm -hmm. where it has movements, whereas the Wolves in the Throne Room sound, it, it just droned on and on and on, and then I thought it was going to end, and then... At one point, I thought it was still the... Because it kept changing. I, I I thought it was the Wolves in the Throne Room song. You're like, no, the Salakui song just started. And I'm like, this is the problem with these long-ass songs <laughs> when they don't make any sense. Now, when Salakui started, and, I, and I'm listening to it again, and I'm like, this is a song that makes sense. Again, a little, little bit long, but it's a song that has a beginning, a middle, a movement, and an end. And it's very cohesive. Dry frame. This is the hardest one for me. <laughs> because the music is epic. 
the music, those fucking boat horns. Mm-hmm. I can't get on board with the vocals. Okay. I the music is so good. Like I don't know what it was about the vocals that just turned me off, but and I know this was another 85 minute long song, <laughs> but No, actually that was all. That was actually Oh, it was only lowest. 7. Yeah, that was the lowest one of them all. But I was like, dude, this is like my kind of shit. It's like Viking-y. It's up there with Enslaved. Yeah, but that. Enslaved vocals are very different. Mm -hmm. The thing I... But see, Dreyfring's music is very different from Enslaved. Right. It sounded like a Viking battle song. Right. So I'm like, God, I don't know why I can't get on... Because usually sometimes when the music is really good... I can ignore, but I can't do that with Rush. Like, that's one of the reasons I hate Rush, and I know we're not talking about Rush, but Rush is a well-known band that yeah, all every... Yeah, Rush fans just went... <laughs> Rush is technical and beautiful. I can't listen to Getty Lee. I don't know why. And then when I look at him, he looks like the fucking Scarecrow from Batman. So I, I hate that. I hate that I have negative opinions about somebody, but... I feel like, and other people are probably like, you're an idiot, and you're fat, and you're stupid, Neko, but when I look at Getty Lee, I feel like he takes away from the sound of Rush, which is kind of how, which is kind of how I feel about the singer of Thrifering. I, I hate that, I don't know what it is about the vocals, maybe they're too rough, maybe... Maybe. But, maybe, I mean, maybe you did I appreciate the, the musical aspect. The music aspect. is so good. Yeah. But maybe I need to listen to more, because I haven't listened to all of, of, of Thyfring thy thy mm -hmm. yet, and it sounds like something, um, kind of my alley, you know? So, but out of this group, here's, here's kind of like where I am. Wolfen Throne Room is like at the bottom of my list for this group and for the entire it's like second to worst and okay. there's one that I actually hate more than Wolves of the Room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and um so I, I don't I just kinda wanna take them out of the equation. So Salqui what I really enjoyed was how cohesive and the vocals are actually matching the sound. That's I think what it is. I don't think the vocals in Thyphering Thyphing, thyphing, thyphing matches matches like the actual sound. I I feel like it 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 should be a different sound, but the the horn is just it just got me every time. The that mm -hmm. is like now that is not only like a Viking thing. That is like a battle horn thing in all kinds of maritime. If you would, it's like um, when we watch the lighthouse. That that's like a foghorn sound. They use that burn burn. Do you remember that in the lighthouse constantly? That that noise. That is a foghorn. Right. So it, it's used a lot in the whole like maritime industry, basically. <sighs> There's just something I it like. I feel like. Southway is just so much more 
complete as a band. And I hate how much I'm picking on Thyphering. Thyphering. Because it's my jam. Like, it's my thing. It's the Vikings. It's the, the sailing. It's the battle. And it's just something didn't feel 100%. Yeah, maybe I'd be curious if you listen to the whole thing and see what you I'm think. I'm probably going to have to. Maybe this was just not the song for me, but I remember listening to this going, I'm not 100% on board with the vocals. Sometimes I am. Sometimes the vocals felt like they matched. Other times it sounded like a dead cat. <laughs> and I hate that I'm being picky like that because I, I enjoy when people are being creative and working out a theme because I know not everybody likes King Diamond for one. Right. Or and they say the same thing. Like, yeah, they're like Or Bobby Blitz from Overkill. They always kinda of nitpick the vocals. Or Danny Phil. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because the other day we were watching a Danny Filth uh, live concert and it was right after we watched the Beatles. I was like <gasps> Danny Filth took his his inspiration from Yoko Ono because that's exactly what he sounded like in this you know while he was singing live. I I hate because who am I? Who, I really who am I to to stomp on somebody's dreams or to say uh, something negative? Yeah, stomp it on me. It's just pre- preference. It, that's really what it is. I I don't know why it's thyphing thyphing thing thyphing could be perfection if they change the vocals just Alright, well we'll get into my article from Louder Sound in a moment, but I just noticed that Carmen from Atomic Werewolf posted up his top albums of 2021. Oh, cool! And he has like 55, but we're going to just concentrate on his top 10. And uh, none of them are on our list, but it's cool. Uh, Number 10, he has the three tremors. I have seen this on other lists, apparently, uh, Guardians of the Void. Number 9 is Them Damn, Ki- Them Damn Kings, Rise Up. 8 is Fugata, The Darkest Planet. Number 7 is Rhapsody of Fire, Glory for Salvation. Number 6 is Eternity's End, Embers of War. Number 5 is Sirius Black, Vengeance is Mine. Number four is Manimal, Armageddon. Manimal. Number three is Custard, Imperium Rapax. Number two is Volbeat, Servant of the Mind. That is a very good record. A little bit too long for me, but... Uh, number one is Wicked Sensation with Outbreak. And now to go to LadderSound.com, the top ten on their list, even though they have more. They have like 50 or so in there. Number ten... Architects for those who wish to exist. Number nine, Power Wolf, Call of the Wild. I just like the name. Well, yeah, you like a lot of their stuff because they do a lot of good covers, priests, and stuff like that. So, uh, number eight is Ginger with Wallflowers. Number seven is Trivium in the Court of the Dragon. Number six. Familiar face, Mastodon, Hushed and Grim. Wow, they've gotten a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five is Leprous with Ophelion. Number four, again, another Iron Maiden, Senjutsu. Number three is Ice Nine Kills, The Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood. 
Number two is Spirit Box Eternal Blue. Haven't heard that one at all. And then number one, another one that we're familiar with, Gojira with Fortitude. Very nice. So there's some familiar faces in there. I don't hate that at all. Uh, going into our final block of music mm -hmm. on our best of list, A Pale Horse Named Death. And uh, started in 2011 by mm -hmm. Sal Abrascato, who played drums for uh, Typo Negative at one point, which is what kind of drew me to uh, his project here. And uh, a lot of their music at times can sound like old classic Typo, although the singers are not quite there, but the, the vibe is very much Typo. Uh, they were usually hit or miss. They had three previous records that I felt like kind of like, you know, there's songs here and there that I really liked. Uh, but Inferno Mentera was actually the first one this year that from them that I've liked in totality. So we'll be hearing a track from them. And then we have uh, out of the United Kingdom Voices, uh, progressive black death metal. Features a couple of members of Akrakaki in there. Uh, again started in 2013 uh, I really like the first two records uh, from the human forest grid of Fugi of imaginary rain and in London uh, frightened was okay in 2018 but then breaking the trauma bond which came out this year uh, I liked a lot more just because I thought it was a little bit more straightforward because they, they, they're kind of they're progressive but they're kind of uh, experimental as well so they do a lot of crazy things here and there uh, this one was a little more straightforward, which I liked. I know that you have your own feelings on this band. Uh, and then finally, uh, out of uh, Missouri uh, with um, Richard, Richie, Richie Randall, Grave Huffer. And a uh, very cool guy. I uh, met him actually via through Metalomania with uh, Chris Grant and Kelly Grant. And uh, he's done nice enough to do a liner for us and everything. So. Uh, when I heard uh, Necro Eclosion this year, uh, earlier in the year, I thought, wow, this is really fucking good. It's got a blend of thrash and grindcore a little bit in there. So we got a track in there as well from him, or them, I should say. Uh, but Richie is the main guy that we know from that band. Gary Popper is very good. I've always been very pleased with all of their stuff. Yeah. So we're going to kick it off, though, with some appeal. A pale horse named Death. This is Believe in Something, You Were Lost.
What's up, everyone? This is Richie from Grave Huffer, and you're listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko on Metal Tavern Radio. Crank it the fuck up. Alright, Grave Huffer, Mad Wolf. Yep, yep. Necro, how'd you feel about those last three tracks? So let's start with Grave Huffer because it's the one we just heard. Love, love, love. We loved it when we heard it earlier in the year. I think I've listened to that album several times. So this is one of the things that is like our, our straightforward, creative, musically sound type of metal that I dig. I'm never going to say no to something like that. Right. If it's well done, musically well executed with the great, like, see, I feel kind of how I was saying before about, like, I felt like the vocals didn't fit. That's right. Grave Huffer fits. It fits the music. It fits the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... What, it, what else are you going to say about Grave Huffer besides it's a 10 out of 10? 100% 10 out of 10 all the time, every day, every time I hear it. Um, so, I actually found a different song, because I haven't listened to Voices yet, at all. So maybe As far as an album. As a but you've heard the track. I've heard the track. And then I was kind of on YouTube while I was at work, and um, so I could listen to music while I was working. So right. I'd pop it up on YouTube and put my, my headphones in, and um, I heard something from 2018 that was different, and I'm like, well, this is something I like way better. Maybe I am not finding the right voices. So I asked Anubis, can you, can you pull this up for me, because I don't... It's not for me. I I <laughs> guess maybe their album from 2018, I think it was 2018, was the one... Probably Frightened, yeah. That one I really liked. Um, I don't remember what song it was, but it was way different than Whispers. And that's why I was a little confused, because I, I was saying to myself... Yeah, you thought maybe it was a different I thought band. it was a different there band. There is a different band named Voices, but... Uh, when I pull up the song, you're like, yeah, this is the one I was. So I, I, I'm kind of like, I don't know what the right word is. I had a crossroads with this band because I haven't given it enough listening. But that song is not my favorite at all. Not even a little bit. What about a pale horse named Death? So every time I listen to this band, I, um, they remind me of something. Always. I don't know why. Like, every time I listen to them... Tybo. <laughs> yeah, they, but this song remind me of Days of the New. Okay. And so I, I have it cubed up. Just a little, look at me doing some prep. And for me, like, I, um, I said to myself, <clears throat> excuse me, it, this song is okay, but it almost feels like they're taking too much, you know, from Days in the New. So this is the song that kind of reminds me of... Okay. 
I remember the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds about right. But I also think this guy was trying to imitate Chris Cornell at the same time. Hold on, let me get to the uh, hook so you can kind of see what I'm saying. Right here. So that's like every time I listen to A Pale Horse Named Death, I would hear typo, or this time I heard something else, and I don't think they're bad, but I don't think they're good enough to be, like, a, an album of the year, in my opinion. Fair point. That's all I really, I mean, I don't think they're bad, I just think they really, um, they really pull too much from whatever they're getting their inspiration from, and it's almost like, I heard that song in their new song they've released this year. Right. It just sounded so similar. And, I and mean... That's fine. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Right. I don't know. I, I hate I hate criticizing bands. Well, but it's not... Like, again, you're, you're stating your facts. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it sounds like something else. Which we've done that with other bands before. Like, you know, this band sounds like Band X or Band B mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, so yeah, that's our best of this year. Now, granted, this is my best of, and Neko is just tagging along. Uh, as I said, yeah. So hopefully, she'll be able to put together at least a little short list of albums that she thinks actually would stick into her own best of this year. We'll see what she can do with that. Um, many thanks for all of you who are tuning in. Hope you liked it. I'm glad we were able to push it to at least three hours. Uh, giving you different like best of lists that are out there. Um, you may feel like some of the other bands listed or albums were more worthy. Uh, but this is what noobs picked during this course of this 2021 year. Uh, I'm sure I probably missed some stuff that I just couldn't get to or whatever, but it is what it is. This is what I came up with. We have one last track for you. Uh, Blind Guardian put out a small EP. Uh, they do a Slade cover of Merry Christmas, everybody. And we really, by the time this is released, it'll be close to Christmas. So we wish everyone a great holiday. And uh, thanks much for supporting our podcast and everything. And we will have our website coming soon. So Yes, thank you for supporting us. Thanks for listening. We are so appreciative. And honestly, I say this every time. We put it out so we can get the music out there. It may not be everybody's cup of tea, so don't just stop. Check out the next song. That song is not your cup of tea. Check out the next song, and then listen to us yell at each other because yeah. we do we do that a lot too. We'll yeah. we get into some discussions, and but this is kind of and this this is kind of like our uh, our what's the right word. I'm going to say soak it in because once she goes out at sea, you just stuck with me and I have to give you what I give you. <laughs> this is something that comes from the heart for both of us. We're not out, like, we're not asking for anything. We nope. Just all, we just 
are happy for if, the love of the music as if you're, one certain if, person used to say if you're a musician send us your stuff i love hearing new music and i know i kind of sound negative today maybe it's just like not really you were pretty positive about a lot of stuff i mean it's but that's if you were if the world were reversed and you would come up with a list i would been like yeah i don't know if i'm feeling this like it, it's just that's the way it works between our day now because you're far busier than i am with your work and everything else and i am the one that's kind of dealing with this part of it and so i'm the one responsible for coming up with a list which is more for me than anything but and you go through a lot more music than i do yeah and it's really ridiculous because i feel bad even looking at somebody's other list like oh you're like i didn't even know about this band Crap. or the ethereal shroud like i didn't get to it but it could be on my list i just don't know i just didn't get to it uh, that's the unfortunate part is I just don't have the time and between all the new stuff and everything that you're hearing is basically stuff that I've heard outside of the promotional label site so they send me tons of stuff that I'm trying to go through and only occasionally do their stuff end up on my best of so that just tells you how much shit I have to go through week in and week out. And just because it's not on the best stuff doesn't mean it wasn't a 9 out of 10. Right. I mean, it could have been good. I mean, it just, we work with what we got. It's crazy how much music is out there. And I, um, but this is, this is like our love child. Yeah. This <laughs> is something coming from the heart. We are, we're just literally thinking about trying to get, as much exposure for fans as we can and when we do these lists we're we're not trying to be negative we're not trying to make someone feel bad we're really just giving an opinion and you know who the fuck am i no and i and i um, again i'll update uh because this week we were doing the best stuff so we weren't able to get to a lot of uh promotional label side stuff which i'll be getting back to in the next couple weeks i think you guys had me home through the end of january most likely because of the job that i asked for i think is changing at the end of january early february i would like to go somewhere tropical when it's cold and we have a job going on in the Maldives right now which is in the Indian Ocean and it's about 83 degrees there um, does not mean I'm going to be able to do anything resort like it means I'm going to be working but I think it's far more pleasant to enjoy a nice environment and a nice tropical environment than you know when I'm up in the North Pacific and the wind is blowing so crazy that we lose our communications and DJ Anubis has like a mild heart attack because I don't contact him for three days and I'm like dude internet was out phone was out and he's like I went on the ship tracking website to find you and I didn't know what was happening <laughs> that kind of scared you because I am pretty even if I'm busy yeah well it's funny is like even when you go on the track I can find your ship but then it's like well this data was uploaded like 24 hours ago. Yeah, right? like, they could have been there. <laughs> what the fuck? They could have sank within the last hour. Even if I am busy, like if we are splicing and we've been working nonstop and I just like go into my room and crash after my 12 hour shift, I say good morning to him as soon as I wake up. I send him a message. 
when I'm done, I take my shower, I tell him I'm done, I'm taking my shower, I give him like a play-by-play. So he knows on the days that I'm busy, he's still going to hear from me like twice a day. On the days that I'm not actively splicing, he'll hear from me all kinds of random times. I'll be like, oh, they made ham sandwiches for lunch today. That was fun. And he's like, cool. You know, like I do keep in touch as much as I possibly can. But that, that one time where I'm like, dude, the storms here are so crazy. The waves knocked me out of my chair, and then he didn't hear from me for a couple of days. He's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> All right, well, Bye. we're going to get out of here, and we'll see you all next week. Have a good weekend. Have a good holiday. Peace, love. Have a good one. Here's Blind Guardian. Merry Christmas, everybody.